This is the Millennial Millionaire Through Real Estate Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Infinite Road Destinations, the smartest short-term rental property management group I know, and the group that manages my properties. This is a company that's very close to my heart, run by two of the smartest, most attentive people I know, Claire Rosenberg and Alex Brashears. Claire and I first met when we worked together at NetApp, where she was a top performer and rose crazy fast in the company. And Alex is just one of the most active, genuine people I know in the real estate space. The two of them together bring a blended background of project management, software design, and extensive experience with automation tools and virtual assistants. Through these experiences, they optimize any property to deliver a hands-off experience to owners while delivering the highest occupancy and highest daily rates possible. You guys know I would not recommend anything to anyone in this group that I do not fully endorse or think that is the absolute best product. And this company is that. And like I said before, this is the exact company and people that manage my Airbnbs. If you don't believe me, here are a few of the other tools and services that come along with the team. Listing optimization, guest support and approval, communication and reservations, key exchange and management, dynamic pricing, welcome kit creation, listing advertising and marketing, vendor management, including cleaners, maintenance, handymen, runners, and monthly property reports. To learn more, check out shorttermmadeeasy.com or email info at shorttermmadeeasy.com. And on the forum, just mention that you heard it here or mention my name. So give it a try. You have nothing to lose and they offer a satisfaction guarantee. And I assure you guys, you will not be disappointed. What's up, guys? Jonathan here for another Friday personal episode. This will be a very short and sweet episode because, to be honest with you, I have been pretty bad at time management this week, which typically happens every time I come home back to Long Island. And I am trying to cram lots of things in when uh, I normally don't have to. So just all good stuff, though, seeing more people, playing a lot more golf and having a little bit more fun and relaxing, but um, definitely feeling a little thrown off. If you are watching this on video, I think we're still putting these out on video, but if not, I'm in my childhood bedroom, which is kind of weird um, considering my bed is gone and now it's just turned into an office. But anyway, um, got a couple things I wanted to drop for you guys today. One topic that I got asked about multiple times this week. So I just figured I'd turn it into a topic and kind of just get my thoughts on it and then wind down on some stuff that I am excited about and some next steps and then some content that I'm consuming that I think you guys might get some value out of. But the first topic and thing that I just wanted to talk about was the concept of finding properties. So a lot of people that I've been speaking to are, are kind of stuck on this or wondering, can I find properties on the MLS or which just means Redfin, Zillow, Trulia, whatever. And my answer kind of depends if you're using a couple or, or depending on your strategy, um, but more or less, if you are finding off-market properties, you're typically looking to do wholesaling or flipping or multifamily. If you are looking for properties that are on market, you are probably looking for house hacks or vacation homes. Um, so just to dig into that a little bit more, I kind of flipped the order that I planned to go in, but that's okay. So just to reiterate that, um, if you are looking to do either of these strategies, house hacking or buying vacation homes or second homes for Airbnb, you can almost certainly find those on the MLS. It's just a matter of having the right searches set up and analyzing those deals really quick each day when they come on the market. So I've mentioned to you guys before, uh, my typical, like when I'm in deal finding mode, my typical kind of morning routine consists of waking up, checking the MLS, which is just what I use Redfin for that, um, and going through the properties or going through the searches that I have set for that criteria. 
And usually there's like five to seven searches and I will just kind of flip through those. Just the first thing I do when I wake up, right when, when my alarm goes off and I will just flip through those properties and I will start to put a, like a heart or a comment on them, which then sends like a trigger off to the person that helps me analyze deals. And that could be yourself in this case, just when you get back on your computer. But for me, uh, I just wanted to kind of offload that, but you just flip through those searches. And I, in those cases would be looking for, let's say something that's turnkey or a house hack or a vacation home. And I have no problem finding those on the market because the reason I'm okay finding those on the market or what used to be is because I'd be looking for traditional lending and I wouldn't be looking to do any major repairs to those properties. They were more or less turnkey properties, meaning they just would rent as is. They didn't need a lot of money to put into them. And the reason is, is for most people, they're willing to do some version of the Burr strategy, which means buy, rehab, rent, refinance, where you're looking for something that you can fix up on the front end. And then you're going to go and get a better loan on the back end when you do a cash out refinance. Since I was not looking to get better loans later on, I was totally fine paying a little bit of a premium for these on-market deals also because you were putting less money down uh, in all cases except for turnkey. So in house hacks or vacation homes, you can put down anywhere from three to 10% on those and you should be fine. So you're not putting down 25% as it is and then having to come out of pocket and do repairs. So list price didn't matter as much. I'd be willing to pay a little bit more for list price to put less down, buy something that's turnkey and in some cases even furnished for the vacation homes. Um, so that's just how I think about looking for deals on market. So if you are looking for either of those strategies of turnkey rentals, house hacks, or vacation homes, you can find those on market. And that just consists of setting up the right searches on whatever site you use to find properties that are on the MLS or having brokers in territory that are good at what they do and sending you deals regularly. But you don't need to find an off-market deal for those. So uh, I know you hear a lot of times, and I used to really wonder back and forth from hearing it on bigger pockets, do I need to find something off-market? Do I need to send direct mail? Do I need to cold call? If you're using one of those three strategies, the answer is no. Now we'll get into the next strategy or set of strategies where you would need to do some off-market kind of prospecting. But I guess the other thing that I want to answer here, the reason why it doesn't necessarily make sense to try off-market deal finding strategies, if you're doing one of those three, which is again, turnkey house hacker vacation homes, the reason is you're only looking for one or two deals, like a wholesaler or a flipper, they're going to be building up a marketing system because they're looking for a lot of deals. But let's say I sent you 10 rentals today and you were only looking for a house hack, you wouldn't really have the bandwidth probably to take down 10 rentals. So you wouldn't necessarily know what to do with those because you're not prepared to do it. And in that case, you wouldn't really need the marketing resources to build up a funnel to do 10 deals. You're just looking for one deal. So there are ways that you can kind of do that yourself. So now moving to the off-market strategies and kind of the back end behind some of those wholesaling and multifamily or wholesaling and flipping. Um, these are strategies that are a little bit more, I would say, consuming and more of like a full focus business. And you're looking for maybe volume and you're ready to take down more deals yourself. I will also kind of caveat by saying that for wholesaling and flipping, there are a lot of ways you can find deals to wholesale or flip on the MLS. If you guys don't believe me, just check out Jerry Norton's content. He has an amazing YouTube channel where he kind of walks through ways and strategies of finding deals on market and he videos himself finding a deal that's on market and then either wholesaling or flipping it and how he does that. So he doesn't need to put any money into marketing or 
um, deal finding direct to seller stuff because he's finding deals on market that can then go out to wholesaler flippers. So pretty cool. But anyway, um, if you are looking to not do that and grow kind of an exclusive wholesaler flipping business with you going direct to seller and finding your own deals, then yes, you will need off market deal finding strategies, anything from cold calling, texting, ringless voicemail, door knocking. Um, those are my favorites, but there's probably others, but yeah, you would need some, some of those to get those off market deals. The same thing goes for multifamily. If you are looking for multifamily exclusively, I would say most deals that hit the MLS for multifamily, which typically ends up on LoopNet, are deals that have been passed over. I didn't really believe that or understand that when I first got into multifamily, but after analyzing enough deals that were on LoopNet, they have problems. They're there for a reason typically, and most good brokers or owners have a network of buyers that they can send deals to before they ever need to get to LoopNet. And I really just, again, didn't understand that, but now see it more clearly. So in that case, some of the ways to find off-market deals in multifamily, so all the ones that I kind of said above, but some of my other favorites are calling property managers, calling on for rent signs and asking if they'd ever consider selling and starting to build a list that way of owners of multifamily in the area and start networking with them. And then you can maybe find a multifamily property. But from a high level, those are just kind of how I break down the different strategies of what you need to do to find deals. And if you need to go on market or off market, just to get in the game. So that's from a high level how to find properties or if you need to be doing direct mail or off market stuff, it depends on your strategy and your needs and goals like everything, but specifically depending on your strategy will dictate if you're going to send anything to sellers directly. Um, an announcement that I'm just super excited about this week and super proud of her. Claire Rosenberg is going to be doing one episode on the podcast a week interviewing women investors. I think I mentioned this last week, but it's just really cool and kind of refreshing that um, we're getting some more women on the show. There's a handful, not, not a handful, that's a horrible thing to say. There's just a handful of people that have been referred to us. And then from there, we've been branching out and trying to get referrals from them and do a lot more digging to find um, these awesome investors that just happen to be women. And um, we haven't had enough on the show. So we kind of wanted to segment this out. And Claire is amazing with people. She has this way of just kind of getting people to talk and give tons of tactical nuggets that maybe I don't have the same exact skill as her, or maybe she can connect better with women. But anyway, it should be a really fun thing. And uh, she recorded her first three episodes this week. So those will be coming out. And uh, it should just be a fun thing to see how it goes. And we'll kind of experiment more with the podcast like we've been doing. But I'm really just proud of her for getting the game on that. Okay, winding down here quick, because I have another podcast to record uh, in one minute. The content I'm checking out, um, I am just consuming all things kind of Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss podcast, just loving his stuff and a lot of the recommendations from him or his guests. And that kind of leads me to the book Vagabonding, which I'm reading right now, getting ready for some of my international travel this summer. Um, but great book, kind of just talking about how to travel with minimal items or kind of on a minimal budget and just still do amazing things um, and see kind of different types of places. So that's really fun and cool. And uh, with book club, we are reading free to focus. I read this book kind of like multiple times last year at this time. Uh, and it just really impacted me. And just it's kind of a reminder that you don't need to read that many books. If you just read the, the best ones that really resonate with you over and over, they can just keep kind of impacting you. So that's what's kind of happening here. Just really loving that book. And it's really having a, another impact on me and kind of just getting ready to replan and do some different things in life. So that's it, guys. Short and sweet episode. If you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out. But that was today's Friday personal episode. See you guys. Hey. 
Hey, you millennial millionaire, do you want more? Then head to the Millennial Millionaires Through Real Estate Facebook group, where there are tons of step-by-step walkthroughs, tools, templates, and free networking to help you achieve financial freedom through real estate. And if you want Jonathan to help you personally reach your goals, then feel free to set up a one-on-one call in the link below or message him on any social media platform and apply to, well, work with Jonathan.